Uh, the, the scripture for the message today is from John 12, 46. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in the darkness. You know, with all the activities that we've been going through for the holiday season, it's easy for us to forget sometimes what the true purpose is, the purpose that was just stated in the song. The true purpose was to celebrate the blessed day in Bethlehem when Jesus was born. This story actually started a long time ago, as told in the, the Old Testament. Isaiah 7.14 tells us that, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call his name Emmanuel, Emmanuel meaning God with us. Or as in Micah 5.2, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, of ancient from ancient times. Or in Isaiah 9.6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Point out something on that verse right there. He says, Isaiah says in there, for, us, for unto us a child is born, but unto us a son is given. The son was not born then. That's another story for another message, but I think it's just an important element of that, of that particular part of the scripture. We know from the Old Testament, we know from history, that the Jews did not believe that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. Why was that? The main reason is they were looking for an earthly king. They were looking for a Messiah to come here to the earth to save them, to reestablish the Jewish people as God's people and that again they would have a glorious empire and they would be again the king of the, of the earth. Today, though, many, many Jews, not all Jews believe that. Let me back up a minute. Not all Jews believe that, obviously. The disciples didn't believe it. Paul didn't believe it. And there are a lot of other examples. But I did an internet search on this. What do Jews believe today? And uh, I came across a, a video documentary uh, of a, a guy who was uh, doing a documentary about that. Why, what do they believe now? Who is Jesus now? And it was interesting that uh, some of the stuff they said, something that I had not thought of, but have me here seen Fiddler of the Roof? What was the main song in Fiddler of the Roof? If I were a rich man, yeah. And why did, what was Tibia's problem? Tevye was a Jewish man back in, what, the Russian, Russian Revolution. Uh, he was being persecuted, everything. His daughter was wanting to marry or, uh, a, a non-Jewish person. This was, this was the problem that Tevye had with all that in this movie. If you hadn't seen it, I highly recommend it. This is a musical, and I usually don't like musicals, but this one's really good. Um, tradition. He sang over and over again about tradition. 
This is our tradition. And this was pointed out by these Jews in Israel today. That this is our tradition. That it is not our tradition that believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. But this is the main problem with the Jewish people and Jesus Christ. In Judaism, they had their king. They were special. They were different. They were separate from everyone else. And I often wondered about that. Well, how about the other people that weren't Jews? Were they just condemned? I don't know. I've heard it said that God, that God, anybody that believes in him, even then, would have been saved. But I don't know. The Bible doesn't really say a whole lot about that. This is the thing, though. The Jews were being selfish. They, they wanted God for themselves. They wanted God as an earthly king who would reestablish the Judean empire like it was in the early kings, where they had wise kings, where they had King David, and to conquer the Romans and to set the world right in their eyes. But see, this is the thing. Jesus was not sent here to save the Jews. Jesus was sent here to transform the world. He was sent here as a light to transform the world. We first see this with the star. Remember the, the story of the star? Just told in the, the, uh, the video we just watched. We had the shepherds and we had the wise men that both saw the star and followed the star. Doesn't say if the wise men were they didn't say if they were Jewish or what they were. Didn't say about the wise men. But this is the thing we know. Shepherds were probably poor. The wise men were smart. The wise men had money. And Jesus, by doing this, stated, I'm here for everybody. The rich, the poor. The dumber in a hammer, or the smarter, the smart as a whip. He's here for everyone. Zacchaeus is a story that I associate with a kid, with kids, and and you know Bible school and stuff like that. And I always loved it. I always loved the Zacchaeus story, but you know, honestly and truly, I did not understand it as an adult as much until I started preparing for this message. The thing is that Zacchaeus had a life-changing encounter with Jesus. You remember the story? Jesus was passing through Jericho. He was a, the chief tax collector. He was wealthy, not very well-liked. And he was short. And he wanted to see Jesus, so what did he do? He climbed this tree. And the Bible says a sycamore tree. What's the significance of that? I don't know. That's the way I always heard the story, was he climbed a sycamore tree. And I remember that from a kid. And I always wondered, I wonder what a sycamore tree is. I don't think we have any of those. I know we got a hickory tree out here that my dad wore. Me. Anyway, that's another story. 
When Jesus sees Zacchaeus in the tree, he immediately says, Come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. The people that were with Jesus, Jesus didn't like that very much. The Bible tells us that they said he is gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus said, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of all my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus replies, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Zacchaeus was hated. He was a tax collector. He collected money from his own people to give to the Jews. I mean, I'm sorry, to the Roman government. He was greedy. He was dishonest. But this is the thing. It didn't matter how bad he was. It didn't matter what he had done. Jesus wanted him, and Jesus transformed his life. His life was changed forever by the transforming power of Jesus Christ. Jesus has the power to transform lives. We see it again in John 4. Imagine this. Use your imagination with me. It's early in the morning. You're in the boat with Jesus and the other disciples. You just went through a terrible storm where Jesus calmed the water. You remember that? You get on the other side of the lake, and as you step out of the lake, you hear a terrifying scream. All of a sudden, this wild, naked man comes running towards you. His body was covered in scars where he'd been cutting himself with stones. His beard and his hair was matted. He had a wild, demented look. He had B.O. pretty bad, too. He howled, he slashed himself with the stones, and he had a strength that no human could control him. Yet when he saw Jesus, the scripture tells us, from a distance he ran and fell on his knees in front of him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want from me, Jesus, son of the high God, most high God? And Jesus looked at him and said, Come out of this man, you impure, impure spirit. And he asked him, what is your name? And then the man said, my name is Legion, for we are many. But Jesus spoke, and he was a different man. As Jesus was leaving there, the man came over and begged him, Take, let me go with you. But Jesus wouldn't let him. Instead, he told him this. Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. I'm going to repeat that. Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the Bible tells us that the man left and went to Decapolis, which was Decapolis, which was ten towns, which I'm assuming are ten towns small towns together 
And he went around and he told all the people what Jesus had done for him. And they were amazed because they had seen him in the graveyard living among the dead. Something that was extremely taboo for the Jews. I am legion. I am many. Seemingly insurmountable odds. When I think of legions, I think of Roman army and the legions of the Roman army and the power they have to conquer. But this is the thing. Jesus is stronger than the legions. Jesus has the power to transform lives. The story is told that John Wesley was riding his horse one day, singing his favorite hymn, when a robber came up to him and said, your money or your life? He emptied his pockets of the few coins that he had, and he offered to let the robber go through all of his stuff, and he opened his saddlebags, and of course there were hymn books in there, and the robber was kind of disappointed in the whole thing. As he turned to leave, John Wesley told him, says, stop, I have something more to give you. My friend, you may live to regret this sort of life you're living. If you ever do, remember this. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses all from sin. After the man left, Wesley continued to ride along, praying for the man's soul for his salvation. Years later, John Wesley was preaching at a Sunday service, and after the service, there was a man asked to see him. When the, when the man came up to him, John Wesley recognized him. He was the man that had robbed him several years ago. He was now a well-to-do businessman, but more importantly, he was now a child of God. God had used the words of John Wesley to transform this man from a terrible person to a follower of Christ. And he said to John Wesley, he said, to you, dear sir, I owe it all. But Wesley said, nay, nay, I love that, nay, nay. My grandmama used to say that all the time. Not to me, but to the precious blood of Christ, which cleanses us all from sin. See, John Wesley was transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. Then God used him as a transforming power in this robber's life to pass the word of God on to him, to transform him from being a, a robber to a Christian and a successful businessman. Jesus Christ has the power to use our witness to transform lives. You know, there's many other stories in the Bible, and we'll be here all day if I went through all of them. But we'll just go through about 50 or so of them here. Uh, no. Remember the women, woman caught in adultery? When Jesus said, he without, who is without sin cast the first stone? Don't you think her life was transformed? about the woman at the well. 
Don't you think her life had to be transformed by her meeting with Jesus that day and drinking from the living waters? The thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. The conversion of Saul of Tarsus, who we know as Paul. The disciples, think of the transformation that went on in their lives. These are all scriptural examples of the power transformation of Jesus Christ. But there's others. John Newton, slave ship captain, a low life, living a terrible, terrible life, transformed into a preacher and the person who God used to write the wonderful gospel hymn, Amazing Grace. If you've ever read a book called Unbroken, the story of Louis Zampanini, Zampanini, something like that. Um, but he was, Louis was a uh, gold medal winner, runner in World War II. He was captured by the Japanese and spent several years just beaten and tortured and just went through unbelievable hardships. When he came back from the war, he had what we know now today is PTSD. They, I don't think they knew a whole lot about that then. He was at the point where he was ready to end his life. He couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't take all the memories that were coming back to him. Then he found the Lord. And he was transformed. And he went around speaking, telling people of the life that he lived and of the transforming power of Jesus Christ. This is the thing. Jesus Christ has the love and the grace to transform lives. You know, we forget sometimes that we have been transformed. I feel like I've been through several transformations in my Christian walk. When I was saved, I was fairly young. And yes, I was transformed, but I can't say that I was just a completely different person then. Later, when I went through the walk to Emmaus, I was truly transformed. And I still feel like the Lord transforms me every day and challenges me to follow him. In looking for material on this and doing research, I ran across a book written by a fellow by the name of Matthew Kelly. And his book is named Rediscover Jesus. And it's about just that, remembering our transformation and rediscovering what that transforming power is all about. And I'd like to read you a story, short story from that book. It's the story of a businessman by the name of Paul. Paul was attending one of the biggest business deals of his life. He was in Brooklyn. And the meeting went great. It was a success. It was one of the greatest achievements of his career. And he was excited. As he and his, as he and his team were leaving Brooklyn, 
to go back home. The beating had went a little long, so they were running behind. And as they ran out, they see a cab, which is empty, which is, from what I understand, hard to find sometimes in New York. So in running to the cab, they knocked over a produce stand. Produce went everywhere, but they all continued running. But Paul stopped and looked back because he just couldn't, he couldn't walk away. He went back to the produce stand and he found a blind lady crying. His team called him says, come on, let's go. We're going to miss the flight. You won't be able to get another flight tonight. You'll be stuck here. Paul couldn't do it. He went back and he set the stand up and he started picking up the fruit and produce and putting it back on the stand and as he was doing it his team left and he noticed hundreds of people passed by that just did nothing didn't offer to help just kept walking by when he had picked up everything and put it back on there he went over to the the blind lady who was still crying and he said I'd like to pay you for the damage that we've done and he gave her some money. And then, then as he turned to leave, the lady called out to him and says, Mister, are you Jesus? He was puzzled. And he turned back to her and he said, No, why, why would you say that? And she said, Well, when I heard the fruit falling, I prayed for Jesus to help me. Paul couldn't get another cab. He ended up spending the night in a hotel there. He couldn't go home. He was stuck there for another day. And that night in the hotel, a question stayed with him from that event. And that question being, when was the last time someone confused you with Jesus? Our mission here on this earth is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. We've received the light. We've received a very special Christmas gift this Christmas. Let everyone see the transformation that Jesus has made in you as we go into the next year. I'm going to read a prayer from this book. But what I'm going to do is just take a moment of silence. And what I'd like for you to do is reflect on 2019 and what it's going to mean to you and what the transformation power has done for you in your life. And then I'll close this with prayer. Loving Father, here I am. I trust that you have an incredible plan for me. Transform me. Transform my life. Everything is on the table. Take what you want to take and give what you want to give. 
Transform me into the person you created me to be so I can live the life you envisioned for me. I hold nothing back. I am 100% available. How can I help? Amen.